This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a Is live at five, live at five, live at five. Oh, yeah. Uh, where are we? It's the Thursday edition of the Live at Five show. I don't know what happened to Joe Stanley yesterday. Normally he'll, he'll rather email me. Hey, let's try Thursday. But I haven't gotten there yet. But anyway, the show must go on. And uh, the quest. For Aaron Judge to hit 60. It's such a hollow victory when he gets this. There's three people who will still be on top of him. Yeah, he's got the, he got the American League, uh, whatever, record. But as Yankee fans, and I know this isn't a sports show, and people get upset with that, so I don't want to do that. But uh, if you're watching, paying attention, of course, history is about to be made. Aaron Judge hit his uh, 60th home run a couple of nights ago. Didn't hit anything last night. His average has gone up. He might win the triple crown. And yet there's still morons out there saying Otani should win it. Uh, but the thing is, he's going to tie it either tonight or tomorrow, whichever, real soon. And he'll beat Roger Maris. Uh, and it, it's, it's so wonderful. Of course, he'll get the American League uh, um, record for the most home runs in a season. But he won't beat Sammy Sosa, he won't beat Mark, Mark McGuire, and he won't beat Barry Bonds, all three of which abused the system uh, with steroids and got fake awards back in the day, back in the 90s. So, again, it's a hollow victory. I'm really excited for him. I'm excited for the Yankees to win the division, most importantly. And I am excited for Aaron Judge. But last night, once again, or two nights ago, uh, the, the fan that caught the ball, very similar to uh, uh, the, the guy that caught Jeter's 3,000th uh, hit. We interviewed him right here. He lives up in uh, northern New York. Um, again, the 60th home run, not, I mean, significant, don't get me wrong. It ties Babe Ruth. But the kid who caught it in Yankee Stadium the other night in the bleachers decided to give it back. Uh, just like the gentleman up here that did the same thing back when uh, Jeter got his uh, 3,000th hit back, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in 2011, somewhere back there. Anyway, a long time ago. Uh, but, uh, boy, what an opportunity to you know make a, a six-figure day. You know, you might feel warm and fuzzy. It's like, oh, look at me. I had thousands of fans. I got the ball. And then you walk away from the stadium. You're like, did I just like lose an opportunity to, uh, to change my life? Could have gotten at least $100,000 for that ball. I hate to sound greedy, but, you know, opportunity knocks. You just can't hand the ball back. Higher in the air. Yes. Uh, you know, you said it was a local person that caught the other one on cheaters. Yeah. Because you're going to have a couple of local people that are going to be down at the game tomorrow. Oh, good, good. On, I'm sorry, on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Oh, and is, is one of those local people yourself? It's myself and a couple other people. We're going down for the weekend, and... Uh, 
you know, hopefully there'll be that. Maybe he'll hit 61 tonight, but right. any other thing that he hits after that's going to be the record. So Exactly. Now let me ask you, where do you know where you're going to be sitting? Uh, just outside the judges' chambers in right field. Okay. All right. So, uh, but uh, you might have a chance. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, you never know. But that's good. Now, uh, when, when did you get these tickets, if you don't mind me asking? Um, probably about a month ago. And did you spend a lot? Did you get them on StubHub or, uh, you know? What um, I believe they were gotten on StubHub. Uh, they're a, an early birthday gift. Right. Um, the price wasn't actually, wasn't that bad. I was surprised um, because it is a game against the Red Sox. Right. And uh, they were they were reasonably priced and they were good seats. So. What's reasonably priced? Can I ask? But I don't remember what they said they paid, but I think they were no more than 60-some-odd dollars. Wow. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Of course, you know, as things got closer and closer, obviously. I mean, right now, if you want, if you wanted to, if you wanted to, yeah, if you wanted to sell those tickets, which you are not going to, you could probably get no. at least, you could probably get at least four, maybe five hundred dollars for each of them. No. Yeah, but uh, in regards to the ball, you know, it's a thing that a testament to baseball, a testament to the fans. Right. Uh, you know, to return the ball for such a for such a honor. I don't know what people get for them. I don't. I recall you interviewing the other person yeah. uh, a couple of years ago. Right. I just don't uh, I don't remember whether they said or not what he had gotten in return for it. Well, I, I'm sure it would probably have been a, a signed baseball by Jeter, yeah. may, maybe a signed bat or something like that, or a jersey. Well, that's what he got. Um, Plus, he got lifelong membership. He's uh, in the archives as having caught his ball. But uh, right. on, honestly, uh, a lot of people w- would say, that for catching Jeter's 3,000th ball, which no one knew it would be a home run because he wasn't a home run hitter, uh, but that would have fetched, some people said, over a million dollars. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. It's what somebody would I could tell you. <laughs> a million dollars. Pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the 60th home run would have been worth in the free market, uh, but it, you know, in this day and age with inflation, it wouldn't surprise me if someone would pay a hundred grand for it at least, or the Yankees would have. But you know, it's tough. Yeah. I get it. It's a tough decision. You know, you're there. You know, God chose you to get the ball out of thousands. Uh, I don't know what I would do, but uh, it's one of those things. It's like you know, buyer's remorse. People walk away from from buying a car for sixty six thousand dollars for eight year loan at seven hundred dollars a month. I say, wow, look at right. me! I got a car, and then and then it, and it gets dirty right. a week you later. You like, what the hell do I do? The fact that you catch the ball, you also have to have some kind of authentication as to uh, that that's the ball when you. Well, go yeah, hopefully, later, the, so. yeah, that's true. Hopefully, they have people out there making sure. But isn't it amazing yep. that you know Maris hit his home his sixty first home run at Yankee Stadium last game of the year, nineteen sixty one, and there was less than twenty five thousand people there. It's just it just amazes me. So, but again, that was a long time ago. Baseball was struggling, particularly in New York City at the time. Well, thank you, my friend. Listen, have a good time this weekend. Yep, you too. We'll talk to you later. Excellent. Thank you. <coughs> Oh boy, there I go again. I haven't been coughing all day. Dip, 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 dip. You know, uh, Michael K was interviewing uh, Aaron. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Aaron Boone, the manager of the New York Yankees, and he had this this perpetual cold, nagging cough that wouldn't go away during the interview. So I know how annoying that is, and I don't like doing it. <laughs> but it just happens when I sit here. I, I don't know what it is. I haven't done this all day. Some people say it's my breathing habits. You gotta breathe, I, I, and it's one of those things I can't, I can't stand. I worked with someone that you know when things got stressful, they would say breathe, breathe. Someone's watching from Dexter, <coughs> and it's my friend Adam. 
from the zebra mussels, Adam Neto. Thank you, Adam. Good to see that Adam's uh, out and about. So one thing, uh, and I just saw Adam and friends last night. We had a good time out there in, uh, in Dexter. That report, if you've noticed, um, you know, car companies from time to time uh, have, uh, what do they call them, callbacks or, you know, when some issues with the vehicle. And, w- you know, you might have experienced that yourself. You'd have to bring it back to the dealership for some harness issue or something or other. Have you noticed when anything goes wrong with a Tesla, it makes top news? You ever noticed that? It's just it's amazing how slipshod the left is, or the media, which of course is represented by leftist thinking, in that they want to walk away from fossil fuels. Uh, they want to have they want everyone and their brother to have electric cars in the next six months. That's not going to happen. And yet the guy that's truly responsible for transforming the world more than anyone else, as far as an individual uh, uh, is, is concerned, is Elon Musk. And yet anytime something goes wrong with either Elon Musk smoking a big doobie with, uh, what's his face there, uh, on, on, uh, on a podcast, or if there's a callback for his vehicles because uh, the, the windows uh, won't stop when there's an optic in front of him, which is a serious issue, it becomes top news. So what is it? Why is it somehow or other Elon Musk is the enemy? Well, uh, one, he's a billionaire. And, and secondly, he has spoken out loud politically about how ridiculous the left is. And he's extremely smart. He's one of the first guys that actually put uh, Bill Gates in his place for being a moron about issues. But it's, it's a conflict with the left. They just Tesla's doing everything they want the world to be, and yet they can't stand the guy operating it. it it's, it's amazing. It's very similar to Rashida. What's her name? Rashida Khalib. Uh, she's a congresswoman there in uh, in Minnesota. Check that, Michigan. And she's every time I see her, she just looks like a human fish. She's always got this scowl on her face, big wide mouth, and she's just. A, and I, I I hate to say this because I, I hate referring using this word, but she's just an ugly woman. And I don't mean that physically. It's just that mouth drives me nuts. But how she talks and, and when she talks, and, and, and typically anything that comes out of her mouth is always combative. It's never constructive. America's a horrible place. Republicans are nefarious. And, and now, once again, she's talking about you know, Israel getting way too much funding because she's clearly, she's, she's a member of the Muslim society. She's an Arab, whichever. And she is uh, a co- clearly an anti-Semitic. So when I see these comments on, or, or posts rather on Facebook and, and, and other people are reaching or, or, or talking about it, say, this, this, is, this is the problem with the Democratic Party. This is what the uh, Republicans had, what, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, when they had the you know the the Tea Party, uh, you know amongst them their own uh, rankings, you know criticizing themselves, and it's the same thing with the with the uh, 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 what's the name Rashida Khalib, uh, she she is a, a member of the left, a member of course of the of the squad with AOC and Omar, and Omar just as bad as Khalib, is anti-Semitic. I don't get it. So, you know, you, 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 it's, it's, well, anyway, I'm off the beaten path. So Tesla, once again in the news. Uh, a ba- oh, I, w- I wrote a note to myself about maybe four or five weeks ago, if you noticed, listening to CBS News here on AM 1240. Did you notice, and I keep forgetting to bring this up until today, they were doing a lot of the reports uh, at the top and the bottom of the hour from Alexandria Bay, New York. And they were talking about tourism, whether or not it was up, it was down, in or out. Uh, and I don't think anyone ever mentioned that at, at some time or another. But, yes, the guy was doing – he must have been living up there uh, for at least a week or two because it seemed like for, for at least a week or two that w- there was consecutive con- – continuous, rather, coverage of Alex Bay. It's always good to see 
when the North Country reaches the masses, or at least in a small way, on CBS Radio News. So I am finally brought that up. And, and on another note that I wrote to myself, what was it? Uh, SD or someone picked this out, but one of the, we, we have a, uh, a weather service that does our weather, AccuWeather, and uh, one of them made the mistake by referring to AM1240 as AM1250. So just a little footnote. Stuff happens. And uh, for like 30 seconds or less, uh, we were AM 1250, the, the News Talk Authority of Northern New York. All right. So last night, I went to a new place uh, doing a little business with someone that just uh, opened up a place of what was the Foot Locker in the center of the Salmon Run Mall. Uh, that's, that's where J.C. Penney is. Uh, and what's the other store there? The Coat Factory. So uh, th- this is a brand new place. I've never seen this before in person, but I witnessed, uh, witnessed it rather last night. And it's Axe Throwing. And the name of it is Kiss My Axe with A-X-E. And I never thought I'd see it in person. I, I just thought this was something that was a, was a fad that happened maybe down in the big states like Texas or whatnot. But apparently this is like as big as pickleball because it's everywhere. And now, finally, it's up here in northern New York. Uh, Dave Maxson is his name. He's got a couple places in the mall. The mall looks good, considering how challenging it is to keep a mall open. So many of them are closing. Uh, but Salmon Run Mall is filling in the gaps with, uh, with uh, I guess you could say, specialty places like this one, Kiss My Axe. And it looks great inside. It's not one of those things where they just sell a bunch of, like, American flags on, on burnt wood. Uh, there's a store in the Salmon Run Mall. It seems like everything on the wall is, is, is an American flag on burnt wood. I mean, how many burnt flags or, or wood, wooden flags can you sell in a given month to pay the rent at Salmon Roll? I don't understand that. But that's, you know, that's their business, not mine. Uh, if you're interested, check it out. It's reasonably priced. And uh, Dave just opened it like three weeks ago. He says it's been gangbusters, particularly on the weekends. And, uh, uh, you know, it's not for the faint of heart, if, is that, if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, because, it, you know, you're talking about, yes, axe, an axe in one's hand who's never had an axe in their hand in their lives, and now they're, th- you know, throwing it against the target. Uh, but uh, people of all ages, men and women, are enjoying themselves. So I just wanted to give a little plug out there for Dave. He's doing a good job. That's uh, Kiss My Axe uh, in the former uh, Foot Locker location. Foot Locker was there for the longest time. You know, I was in the mall last night, like I just said, and it's just like, what is still left from the original mall Then, when it was open in 1987? And I came up with uh, JCPenney's, one of them, and the pet store. Now, I thought the pet store was going to close down, but the pet store way at the end where Sears used to be, where Hobby Lobby is now. So I think JCPenney and the pet store are, and I could be wrong on this, are two of the only business, and maybe Wendy's, Wendy's is in the food court, food court is completely different. Crazy Ray was talking about that last week, how, you know, a lot of them are different and or closed. So the Salmon Room Mall has been open now for over 30, let's say, do the math, from 1987. it's been open for 35 years. Still looks good, still well kept, still owned by the same company, that's Conjol, otherwise known as Pyramid Company. They own uh, malls all around the uh, Northeast. And uh, they're doing well. They're filling in the gaps. It's not looking like the Great Northern Mall, which I think has been mothballed recently, whichever. Uh, and, and, or for that matter, the mall up in Messina that's seen some hard times in recent years, just like the, the town of Messina. So uh, check it out. Kiss My Axe, working on a little project. You might see it during the Giants game uh, this weekend. Uh, seven five, let's open up the phone line, 755 1240. 755-1240 is the number. I got a couple of stories here I'll share with you at some time when the time is right. 
Um, but uh, you know, this Ken Burns Holocaust thing is 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 garnering, getting rather a lot of attention. It's on PBS, and uh, and I mentioned it last week. It's it's you know, th- there's never enough. Uh, a documentary is done about the Holocaust, in my opinion. But Ken Burns, the liberal that he is, his whole approach to this one is that uh, the Holocaust essentially should never have happened, and that the world knew or should have known what was going on uh, within uh, the Third Reich, uh, or certainly in Germany and Poland and Czechoslovakia and in Holland uh, and other areas like Belgium. But uh, we, we, turned our, our, we turned the other way because of our own anti-Semitic ways here in, in the States. I don't particularly believe that approach. Uh, I do know that America liberated the world twice in like 25 years back in the early part of the 20th century. Not to mention we were very instrumental in in, uh, in getting Israel uh, created as a state for the Jews when uh, the, and, and saved millions of lives. But somehow or other, Ken Burns has a different approach to everything. And the first thing that comes to my mind is how people, uh, you know, years later, and this is part of that uh, pre- presentism that I talked to uh, the judge the other day about. Bill Maher brought it up. Presentism is you know setting the standard to what you know today and what you should have known back in the day. So in other words, you know why couldn't we do better with society uh, back in the time before Hitler became you know in, got into power? You know ev- you know everything is twenty twenty hindsight. And uh, with respects to Ken Burns, you can say all you want about what America did or didn't do or didn't do enough. Uh, what we did do and what was accomplished and where the world is today because of us is the answer. And yet he's somehow or other just, you know, reconfiguring history enough where we apparently didn't do enough. And uh, apparently if we did, the Holocaust would never have happened, which is a bunch of nonsense. Let's go to the phones and see who's there. Hi, you're in the air. Hi, Glenn. How you doing? It's uh, the Duff Man. Yeah, I, uh, you know, two boatloads of uh, Jewish uh, people have escaped. Yeah. Uh, Germany came over to the United States. They were turned away. Uh, Roosevelt yeah. was uh, anti-Semitic. He was. Everyone knew that. Yes, he yeah. wasn't a good and, guy. Uh, so he on. wouldn't let him. He wouldn't let him in. I, those people were forced to go back. Uh, the, I don't think they could have prevented it, but the thing was that they knew about it. Right. But I'll tell you one thing. I know for a fact, Eisenhower was absolutely right. What's that? What do you say? Well, when when they found those camps, he said, yeah. "Make sure you take pictures of yeah, all of this, exactly. document everything, because exactly. in the future somebody's going to say this never happened." And that's what's that's what's been happening. And yeah. you've seen it because I've seen it with the uh, that party, the Democrat Party. Some of those people that are members of that yeah. are trying to deny the existence of the Holocaust. Yeah, right. Khalib, one of them. Yeah, uh, Rashida Khalib and Omar. And yeah. even if even if they acknowledge it, they they probably. From, you know, said it wasn't enough. And these are members of their own party that Chuck Schumer and Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff won't even talk about. But they will talk on behalf of Letitia James and others uh, to once again uh, to to uh, to, uh, you know, obviously uh, purge any type of uh, uh, way of, of Trump, you know, gaining any power in politics ever again. And for that matter, conducting business in his own home city of New York. That's what's more important to them, Duffman, not the anti-Semitism in their own ranks. That's what's pretty right. scary. That's what's going on, and I'm glad you brought it I, up. I heard that speech uh, by her. I listened to it. Which one about and from co- do, yeah from our attorney general there? Oh, Letitia James. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's a, and it goes to a civil court rather than a criminal court. But she tried to make it sound like it was criminal. Right, right, right. And then she uh, references his first book, Art of the Deal. Anybody that's ever been a business person or anybody that's ever dealt with banks knows right. that yeah. 
you're going to tell them that you think it's worth this much. They're right. going to come in with their people and tell you it's worth this much, and it becomes a negotiation at that point. That's just the way it's always been. Anybody will tell you that. Well, I know. But on and top the, of that, she... The banks had the last words. There's no fraud there. But the way she came out, right. and because you have a populace that believes everything, that uh, your show there that you like to watch on ABC... No, I don't like to watch it. I and, watch it for a reason. NBC and CBS and those other ones to sit there and feed these people... Uh, propaganda, and they eat it right up. You got callers that call this show that eat it right up. Right. And believe everything they. Everything's hear. great. Uh, yeah. So no, I, I mean, it's just like uh, you got one guy that sells like uh, collectibles and stuff. If he if he says that a collectible's worth, uh, you know, uh, he goes and buys a collectible for some from somebody for twenty five dollars, and later sells it for eighty five. Is he a bad guy? No, not at all. That's capitalism. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's basically, yeah. That's, no, I know. You know but again, mean? they're talking at both sides of their mouths. And, and the one prime example of what I just said was when someone like, for instance, Joy Bahar, and I watched that show because I like to see what most of American yentas like them are, are talking about. She says, oh, the president has nothing to do with gas prices. Three weeks later, prices go down by 50 cents. Oh, look what George, uh, Joe Biden did with the gas. It, it's ignorance. <laughs> And it's beyond, and, it, and it, it's just manipulation by the by. by uh, again, I, this is my approach. If you've noticed, I have. I, I don't. I'm not a prolific Facebook user, but I'm on Facebook a lot, and I comment on a lot of things that I see. Uh, and I'll, I'll, lately, I've been somewhat passive aggressive. I mentioned this before, but I just said, and I said this, uh, Duffman, and I really mean this. I'm not just looking for a reaction, but I just said the left is winning, and in many cases, I'll just said the left has won. And people said, oh, no, we're going to fight this out. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. No, you're not. You're not. We have lost. And it's, it's sad, but uh, they have way too many uh, uh, arrows in their quiver right now that, unfortunately, we just can't topple. Uh, it sucks. Well, but, and I, I want to think about it in another way, Duffman, but every time I turn on the TV set, and maybe I shouldn't, it just seems like it's getting Wall Street's a mess. I don't know if we're under 30000 today. I didn't look at it. Uh, but the spend, spend, spend attitude. Very close. Yeah, it's very close. We and, I, and and Jeff mentioned it during the show today or yesterday. You know, losing tens of thousands of dollars. It's all paper money. It's it's all just like Mrs. Howell the Third said in Gilligan's Island. Oh, it's only money. Oh, lovey, don't say that. Well, it's true, <laughs> but it's sad because when Tr- Donald Trump was president. Uh, it, the gas was two dollars and fifteen cents, and uh, my my IRA and everything else looked really really good. And now it's 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 well, it's not not looking good anymore, Duff man. That's very discouraging. Yeah, so that on top of all the other things, watching Tucker Carlson, the dangers of socialism. We got this uh, this school teacher up there with uh, 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 this enormous fake breasts and nipples, uh, but that's okay. But, but Tucker says, look out, this is what's going to happen in America. I can't possibly see that, Duffman, but yet I, I, I go on Facebook today. This is unrelated. But, you know, the decay of society is happening right here, not just the house behind the state office building, but we have a gentleman on Public Square literally peeing on the old Woolworth building in broad daylight. Not that it would well, have mattered. construction guys here. I don't get that. But, it, you know, it, another thing, too, it, There's plenty of places he could have gone, but there's no regard. And, and Democrats. Yeah is uh, this deal with Kathy Hochul. I mean, you've got Tammany Hall. Yeah. Uh, the Democrats run everything. And, and I'm telling you, there's the, the corruption is just enormous among the Democratic Party in so, New York State. And I love how people say, well, that's always the way it was. And they kind of accept it. You shouldn't accept it. You never, right. you never accept evil. No. But the thing is, Kathy Hochul yeah. awarded a multi-million dollar no-bid contract right. to these people to make those uh, testing kits. Right. 
And, but, and, and COVID. they had a big fundraiser right before that and raised a bunch of money for her and gave her a large donation. Right. And nobody bats an eye, and I'll bet you the, the, the two or three callers that you call that defend the, the Democratic Party, right. let's see what, how they feel about that, because you know what? They'll think, oh, no, that's just the way it is. That's business. That, you know, those people yeah. got to make a living. Oh, Donald Trump did it all the time. Oh, look at him. He's being no, he indicted. He never took no, I know, money. but they're not going to say that. That's why Letitia James, any opportunity they have to degrade the former president and, and to instill in people's minds, particularly independent voters and, of course, Romney Republicans, that if Trump runs again, we're going to attack, we're going to make your lives miserable. And I really think that people outweigh that, Duff Man, where they say, well, I could deal with inflation, I could deal with this and that and crime and immigration, but you know what? I don't want to be chastised for being a conservative in 2024. I'll just go with the flow because that's that outweighs everything else. That's what I'm afraid of, and I see that happening now. I don't want to make it sound like I've put my hand put rather my hands up in the air like I don't care anymore. But it's it's a tall battle. It's an uphill battle. This point going forward. And here's another thing, Duff man. Even if it's not Donald Trump, the new nefarious guy in politics, and you you you'll agree with this. Of course, it's Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is fastly, quickly becoming the new Donald Trump, particularly for what he just did uh, up there by, uh, you know, uh, sending the 50 uh, Venezuelans up there to Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. A great move, it's political move. He's a, he's a threat. He's a threat to him, and he knows how to beat him, and yeah. he scares the living yeah, out. I know, but uh, and, and just but look out, because, you know, they're, they're going to attack him like you wouldn't believe. Duff, i got to go. i got to do a break. Yeah, I know. I just want to give you one other thing. I seen something cool when he was at the Buffalo game. Yeah. Lee Zeldin had one of those, you know, where the plane Yeah, you said that. I heard that. Yeah, that's how how yeah, was, how how often did he fly over the stadium, like the whole well, game? Quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was neat seeing the blimp too. Good your blimp. Yeah, that's awesome. You I know, used to if see. They didn't have those two little lights on there. You couldn't see that at night. That thing is very stealthy. It, I'm sure it is. I remember, you know, when the uh, U.S. Open used to be in Forest Hills next to Woodhaven. Uh, back in the day, uh, we'd see the Goodyear blimp uh, fly over my house, and it's it's an impressive, impressive sight. Uh, that was a long time ago, but I'm sure it was now. Yeah. Well, thanks, Duff, man. Uh, All and, right, man. Have a great uh, one. Yes, you too. But in addition to that, um, someone was doing the same. Kevin Oliver, who listens to the show, he used to do, but when he first became a pilot back in his young days, he used to fly uh, over the North Country here during the Facillo 500 in an old plane. Uh, and then I also heard that someone flew over uh, Martha's Vineyard with a plane like that with something calling them uh, hypocrites. You're all hypocrites. And that 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 would have been a great sight to see. Or oh, the, the 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 world's the country's elite, all nestled away in one little island. Of course, Liz Waxler knows better. She said, "Geez, if they had only been there a couple weeks earlier, it would have made more of an impact uh, up there at Martha's Vineyard." But nonetheless, there's enough people living there at any given time of year to really put their head between their legs when they see a sign that says floating over their heads over the shorelines of Martha's Vineyard, saying, "You're all hypocrites." That they have to address that to, at some level, but they won't because, you know, in a world of Florida, be a Massachusetts. Oh, boy, how profound. Let's do a uh, let's do a break. We'll do a break right now, and we'll be back right after this. Are you looking to get into a new Honda? The season awful breakfast sandwich now at Tim's. Limited time, U.S. only. Isn't the word waffle a funny word? Waffle. Every time I hear the word waffle, I don't know. I just, you know, Ken's... T- that, that spot has aired here many times. And Ken says it brilliantly, of course, like he always says. But the word waffle, waffle, it was the first time that ever came out. And, and why is a waffle called a waffle? Because it looks like it. It's got indents in it and squares inside of a square, inside of a square. 
You can look at all the maple syrup go from one level to another and it goes deep inside the waffle and you cut it in half and you eat the waffle. Do you feel like a waffle when you eat a waffle? That's the waffle question of the day. I don't know. You have to figure that out. You're going to have to figure that out for yourself, Forrest. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, what's happening? What's going on? I don't on? even know where to start. Yeah, all right. Well, um, start, start. So okay. what, what did I say so that with, offended with, with you? With the Trump stuff, like you can value your, your property. If you talk about collectible, if you uh, say it's a $20, pay $20, you make $80. That's capitalism. That's legal, but if you... But but if you tell the government you made twenty, that that's illegal. I mean, <laughs> you know, and that's what he's doing is he's changing the values when he needs them to be higher for a bank. SG, let me just ask you this, taxes. SG. Let me just a- ask you this. Let's just say that the you know, and I hate using the double standard. I promised when I came back on the air again uh, that I wouldn't do that, but it's all, it's literally impossible. Well, let's just say that yeah. you know, let's let's just do this uh, and work with me on this, SG. Don't you know? And I I'll work with you. I won't change the subject. I won't manipulate this or, or go back to, you know, uh, crazy okay, stuff like, like Joe Biden, you know, uh, uh, showering with his 10-year-old daughter. I won't do that. I okay, said it, but I won't do that. There, so, what do you so yeah. So, Letitia James is given the job. Donald Trump has allegedly done some deals with foreign nations with his son or daughter or both or all three, whichever. It doesn't matter. And, okay. you know, and, and, and there's obviously a lot of connections to the big guy. But no, let's just let's just flip, you know, you know, uh, 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 situations here, and say, okay, what Donald Trump did as a businessman in New York City from the word get go when he started in the mid '70s, and I remember all this because I remember him, you know, moving up the ranks as as the so-called millionaire to billionaire and playboy. He was banging all these chicks. He had a divorce and okay. Marlo Mar- Mar- Maples and all that stuff. We all know the story, right? Okay, so we all do, yeah. And now, but it's amazing. But if you were to take the Joe Biden allegations, and that's what they are. And you switched seats, and you said, "What would Letitia James do in those scenarios? What would she do if she found out collusion going on between a foreign nation and the son of a vice president, where monies was exchanged?" And this guy—and we're talking about Hunter Biden, of course—with no qualifications whatsoever. Do you think Letitia James would have a case? And if she did, would it be more of a case than what you're alleging I, I, right now against I think Donald it's a Trump? Fantasy case, but you guys. So you don't think it's happened? You, yeah. you don't think any of that happened? Is what you're saying? No, well, I know, I know. He he did invest in Chinese things with with the the Russian oligarch wife's money, and now she's the or she was the richest person in Russia. He did his job. That's what that's what investment companies do. <laughs> you know, I have no like Charisma was a was a company that was going under because there was so much corruption. Rosemont Seneca went in there. And now they're a functioning company. Again. So, d- so I mean, uh, yeah, okay, but but I, I I have no idea what you're talking about. But that neither here nor there. Yeah, Maybe I'm too. Is, you don't care about the facts. You just want to make. No, no, no. I because it's obvious as as a sitting vice president having any association with a foreign and he says it. And we're talking about Joe Biden when he was when he was vice president when he didn't like what was going down with the, with some high ranking officials. Uh, right, in, in get rid Ukraine. of corruption, yeah. Right, and, right, right. He said, "Oh no, I'm not going to leave here." Everybody, all the leaders of the world were saying the same thing. Joe Biden wasn't going on there and on his own. He even said, do you want to call Obama on it? Let's call him right now. There's, there's more than enough evidence to, to, demonstrate, to, to clearly, suggest, clearly indicate that uh, Joe Biden and his son were doing something very illegal. No, no there's and, not, not evidence. There's, yeah, there's, there's what <laughs> Tucker but, World has created. Yeah, so there's again, you go back into that, that whole Tucker World, oh, you don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. because it's... I would love to come watch Tucker with you one night where I hold the remote and I'll shut it off every time he tells you a lie. Well, that, you, we wouldn't want, you, you would turn it off right from the beginning, right, right after but, he says know, good every, evening. Every, word, every other sentence is a lie, <laughs> and you guys just eat it like, like it's freaking 
Gospels so, God. all right. So, you don't believe his story about Joe Biden uh, allegedly, uh, you know, showering with his daughter that she indicates? No, I don't. By the I way, I don't believe that. I think that's that's Russian information. Ah! All of a sudden, this. All, yeah, I love yeah, this. I really love this. This diary comes up, right? And and even if it's a real, if there's real things in there, she can't come out and say that without without having all this stuff come. Out. I, I don't understand. All right, let me let me use another example. Uh, this uh, this latest thing that uh, Tucker and, for that matter, Ben Shapiro have been talking about online. Is this okay. shop teacher up there in uh, not too far from here, right outside uh, Niagara Falls in Ontario? And uh, okay. he comes in with in, now. Now let me just say this, to, uh, uh, SG. He comes in with fake enormous breasts that make Dolly Parton look like. Well, well, well that's that's just wrong. I mean, looks like know, a ballet thing. star. Yeah, it's just wrong. I mean, both sides can agree that's wrong, and and let's move on. <laughs> okay, so all right, so I got it. I got to at least find some type of equal ground here, yeah. or, you know. But, right. but I do want to comment on DeSantis before we're done. All right, go right I ahead. Yeah, he's the new I Donald Trump. Threw the pooch on that one because it, it, only person that people that are impressed were the people that already liked him, and, and he did it like after Labor Day. All the rich people leave Labor Day. It's business people and the people that run the keep the place going all winter long that are there. That he's. You know, uh, sending SG, over 400,000 people are there up through Labor Day, and roughly 100,000 people remain there throughout the year. That's and, and by the way, once that happens, you know there's more empty beds to accommodate 50 people. So your argument there is 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 just flat. I'm sorry. Well, what Bad do you argument. mean? More, it's an island, and, you know. 50 you people. people the, the, the city of Del El, whatever, El Rio, Del Rio, whatever crappy, you know, border town that, that is in Texas. And believe me, it's a crappy town now more than ever. They get in excess okay. of 1,500 people. But the people in Martha's Vineyard, for that matter, USG, is like, well, it's a warm client, a climate. They all kind of know each other because, you know, it's right on the border, and they know the yeah. climate, and they're cowboys, and they like to get dirty. So if they're going to get into the country, at least they're going to be fine down there. What about up here? What do you mean about up here? Well, what if someone just flew a plane onto the island of Martha's Vineyard with a bunch of these people that you say are more comfortable down in Texas because it's their terrain? A lot of people speak their English. Oh, wait a minute. I just answered my question. Oh, that's what you're thinking. It's more no, appropriate no, for them idea. to be down there than to come up here. And yet they fly them up to Westchester County in the dead of night because their family members are up here. And that's okay, too. $12,000 per person to get them to Martha's Vineyard. That's how much. And so do you think that the, the sheriff in Texas. He could have handed them $12,000 and said, go wherever you want in the country. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's like. But, but, but you know what, SG? Here's the thing. A lot of people say, and including my brother, he said, boy, this might backfire. And, and to some degree, backfire. yeah, well, you, of course you're going to say it backfired. But well, because it's stupid. It, 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 the people up there took care of the people. They SG, do you realize? They, they took care of them. They didn't have a problem with it. No, they got rid of them in less than. What are you talking about? They gave them like Fruit Loops and kicked them out of there in less than 24 hours. A center that is made just for emergencies that has beds, that has medical supplies, has everything they need, and, and they took them there. What's the problem with that? On the mainland. Oh boy, stupidity, man! You I, I love this because this now now yeah. this. But here's the thing, and this is when I when I when I do my little passive aggressive thing on Facebook. I, I, you know, like, for instance, um, uh, was it Stacey Abrams, Yafit Koto there? Uh, she said that uh, when you hear, when, whenever you hear a heartbeat from a, from a young uh, fetus at six weeks old, or what is it, 15 weeks, whatever it is, she says that's fake. That's manufactured. That's what, that's what these commercials on TV are instilled to do. They're, it's like Russian misinformation or disinformation. It's untrue. 
and well, and, just and, and, and I and I say and I respond. You, I say, eighty. You want to fix abortion? Eighty. I well, yeah, I could fix, fix abortion. abortion? Okay, yeah. the way you fix abortion is you rename whatever is a medical necessity as something other than abortion, and that, then you you have a limit on when you can decision you want to have a baby or not, and then after that, it, you know, it's just medical because that's that's what it is. Is people have medical needs like. Like what? Twenty six percent of pregnancies end in in miscarriage. So you know, if you're outlawing them till whatever after fifteen weeks, whatever, if it's medically necessary, that shouldn't enter into any argument. That should be a doctor's. Uh, uh, okay, uh, I, I don't. I, I, I love, and I also, I, I didn't quite grasp that, but I love the other arguments. Like, what about rape? What about incest? Do you know what percentage of rape and incest over pregnant? I mean, I know it's a heinous thing; well, it's terrible, well, and I agree that that should be that should be consideration. There's no doubt about it. And, you and, and I can agree on that. And by the way, for the record, SG, I am pro-choice. I am pro- for the record. Well, no, I am pro. And well, let me explain why. No, no, don't talk. Too. Don't too. talk. I am I am pro-choice for one reason, because right. un, an, an unwanted pregnancy always starts with unprotected sex. And who is always responsible, most part, for unprotected sex? The people that have sex more than anyone else, including married people. And that's the people between the ages of 16 and 25. To me, it's, it's a necessity because people in that age group get tattoos at a young age. They have more, more, uh, uh, tattoo remorse almost a year or two later. And therefore, no one should have... Uh, it, it, abortion actually should just be there because s- young people make stupid mistakes. Well, and that's and, why and alone I think it should uh, continue as a pro-choice 20, nation. 20 years after Railway, um, the crime rate went down because there was not all these unwanted kids that just it did, right, in the 90s, yeah, yeah, yeah. And guys like right, Giuliani yeah. took credit for that. Where, in reality, right, right, he, right. He, he was there for the taking because, yes, he reinforced New York City with a bigger uh, police force. But, yes, a lot of statistics demonstrated that Roe versus Wade actually did help, help curtail uh, uh, crime in, in our cities, including New York City. And it's proven. You're absolutely if, right. If a kid's not wanted, what, what, you know, what's their... What's uh, their I, I, like? Listen, I mean. I'm with you. I'm with you. But at the same time... We have divide right in our own uh, uh, party with the guys like Lindsey Graham and, and Mitt Romney, for that matter. <laughs> uh, Rubio backed him, too, didn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, again, a lot of these guys, in, I, I, one day they could say something. Bright. Look, you got this Senator Kelly there. One day he's a hero because he's an astronaut. He's floating out up, up in space in the space uh, uh, station. And then, of course, his yeah. wife got almost killed. That and she yeah. had... And, 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 you know, everyone's, oh, wow, you got to feel sorry for the guy. And, and then he just becomes a bleeding heart liberal. So, you know, Arizona can't wait to get rid of him. More than likely, he's probably going to be reelected anyway. But so, you know, in wow. one day, my point is this, in one day, out the other, you know, there's 365 days in a year, and a politician's uh, bound to make some stupid mistakes every now and then. Just like President, former President Trump, when he says he could think about a document and get it cleared of, of any type of uh, uh, security. That's can, just can dumb. I will Oh, well, come on. Biden said, has a gaffe every other day. Uh, uh, but I'm here to no, say, because Ken Curry is transparent, I would admit when Trump makes a mistake. Uh, you won't, and and the left I, never does. Well, and by the way, watch uh, Stephen Stephen Colbert at any given night. Watch Stephen Colbert. Watch SNL. Any given time, they have more than enough that more than enough information from the current administration to make um, mock and make fun of and make jokes of, but they refuse to do it. They just refuse to do it, and it's just hypocrisy. I gotta go, SG. Oh, it's so sad. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. All right. So that's SG. Sorry for me. Hi, Renier. First of all, why do you let him take up so much of the show? I don't you know. guys get in an know. argument. I don't know. You aren't going to convince him of anything. Well, I know that. Nothing. Well, 100% nothing. Well, you aren't going to convince him. And the other callers. 
Oh, now you were there's only one other caller. Yeah. And after 15 weeks, yeah. you got a, form, a fully formed human being. Right. And 20 weeks, they can be born. Now you're saying, and SG's saying, if you don't want it, you just kill it. Well, okay. Um, if that's the theory, why don't we kill everything we don't want? You got the homeless. All they do is cause problems. They deface things. They urinate on buildings. They do all that. That was they a contract. Good human beings. Right. Why don't we kill them? Anybody that you don't, that is not good to the humankind, let's kill it. It's the same thing. What's the difference between a standing man and a full, fully grown baby? There's nothing. Not a thing. I so agree. That, you know, we could do that. Get rid of everything we don't like in this country. That's not doing anything for our country. You know, you somebody that talks against you. Okay, you don't like them, kill them. Yeah. <coughs> well, that's all. That's all you're talking about. You're comparing. You're comparing <coughs> apples and oranges. A fully, you know, not to repeat again. Yeah. But you got a fully formed baby ready to be born. Right. And you say kill it. Because you don't want it. I'm not saying kill it. I'm just saying yes, there's a lot are. of people that are yes, not going are, to be Glenn. good parents. Listen, you listen didn't to me. Say it out loud, but well, I, I exactly. did say it out loud. I said I'm pro-choice. That's enough to say right there where my, my position is on things. Because yeah, I know there's a generation of people that if they did have babies, and we could say, oh, put it up for adoption. Or okay, that's fine. But look at the, look at urban America right now. Look at all the all the kids that are in, the, the, all the souls going through the Glenn, cracks of society, Glenn, and you got to ask the Glenn. question: Oh, they're human beings. They're so precious. Are they? Are they really? I don't think so. They, you know what? They came off on the wrong track right from the word, word get go. And again, I, I I don't want to go any further because it just get it just gets me in trouble. But at the same well, time, Glenn, there is something to be said about it. Glenn, you could say the same thing about the homeless. They're on the wrong side of the tracks. Let's yeah. get rid of them. I, I never said that, though. I don't know why you're referring to them. Before they got on the wrong side of the tracks. I, I think but a lot of those people take I advantage think. of the system. There was a time when people were shamed for, for not contributing to life. We don't do that enough now. We just well, don't. We just say, oh, they have I'll a problem. You, oh, they I'm, I'm pro-choice as far as the woman has choice yeah. to have sex or not sex. Um, hmm. She can do what she wants. That's her choice. But once the woman has a human body in there... That's not pro-choice on her body. No, it's not. It's pro-choice on a new body. Yeah, but the person that you know, decides to do that more than likely wasn't going to be a good mother. Or not. Yeah. People are afraid to talk about it. I, I agree. I'm, well, that's why we have a provocative show here. And yes, that's why we talk to someone on the other side of the political fence. And SG is one of them. And there's only other, one other guy, It's and you know who that is. It's Danny. Very rarely do I have another uh, person with opposition in terms of you know what AM 1240 represents, and that's conservative thought. But SG drives you nuts. Well, I know, but... Yeah, I mean, you get going, you guys get going. I mean, you just, you know, you can't convince him of anything. No, I can't it convince uh, right uh, Danny either. He, he, he's not going to believe it. He just does not believe. But but look at, look at us right now. We're talking about SG. And that is just, in as far as radio is concerned, that's that's good. If we all sat here and agreed and everything, we'd all be communists. We'd all be on the same political. You know, we'd just be, you know, blowing air up each other's butts. Every now and I then, mean, you I definitely. I don't realize how anybody could be. No, I, neither can I. Neither can I. I just don't know how you could go that far. I mean, the Republicans don't do everything right. No, not man. Well, look, to him, they do nothing right. Exactly. And, we're, and not only do we not do anything right, we're, we're ruining the country, so which, which is awful. Okay. Good. All right, thank you. Thank you for your comments. 
All right, I got to do a break. You're listening to the Live at Five show. Lively show here. Typically Thursdays are. We'll be back. There's a lot of things that need changing. One of the- There's wires in this. There's some holes in this house. There's wires all over the place here. I, I, I Either Jeff tripped on them or I, I just tripped on them. It's like a, a Cat5 cable, an old phone line, and they're wrapped up together, and they just, they're, they're just, they're growing like weeds. Nothing worse than tripping. And no, I'm not talking about Academy Street tripping. I'm talking about tripping on your face. Ugh. First you're walking, next thing you know, you're sm- I almost, I almost fell. Oh, poor Glenn. Oh, boy. He doesn't get his way. Ooh. Doesn't like inflation. Doesn't like $5 gas. Ooh, so sad. Ooh. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, could I correct the record? Oh, wow. It's, uh, it's a long time no speak. It's Danny Francis, who liked the conversation uh, with Steve Holden today, That's running, who's running in the 24th against Claudia Tenney. Go ahead. Yeah, I was impressed by him. Yeah. It was, it was good. And, it was a good interview, and I told Jeff he did a good job. He did. But I would like to correct the record when you were just talking to the last caller. Yeah. Uh, everybody tosses my name out there. You always know who we're talking about, who we're talking kinda, about. Kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of. Okay. Yeah. And, and you said uh, there's nothing that you can convince me of? Yeah, well, for the most, yeah, most I, of the time. Let me just correct the record. As I'm listening to the show today, yeah. I'm thoroughly convinced that I probably won't call again because it's just a waste of time. Danny, you've said that I'm how many it. times? I, have you said that? You're the boy that cried wolf. You've said that a million times. Let me finish. I said unless I have something important to say, but usually when I do, I get ripped to shreds, so why even mention it in the first place? First of all, I never said your name for the record. For the record. You did, you did a while ago. You both did. Uh, uh, did I say Danny? Yeah, you did. Okay, sorry. Twice. <laughs> Danny, come on, come on. You're an ex. No, no, you are a marine. Great. You have I, thick I can, skin. I can, I can take it, but that conversation between you and SG was just that uh, you were just shouting over each other, and it was just really. I'm sure a lot of other listeners, if they've listened to the show today, I, would say, what I, the I will listen to that on? later. I don't like it when people shout over each other, but I know we didn't do it that much. But you got to oh, admit, so, it you, gets you contentious. Did it for about ten minutes. Well, it was about ten minutes. Yeah, it's good radio. I think. Well, yeah, but you, you know, there's other people who'd like to call in, but right in the middle of getting ready to call in on a good topic, <laughs> all of a sudden you take off talking about baseball or you talk about sports or old movies or something like that. But that, that's fine. You're knowledgeable. I give, I give you credit for that. You're very knowledgeable. And I, I talked about that 45 minutes ago. Jeepers, come on, Danny. Come on. I, you do it every day, though. What? Talk about sport? Well, I, I might throw a little. It's an hour show. I, I got a lot on my mind. You imitate. Well, no, no, I, I give you credit. I imitate who? Nothing. Who do You're I imitate? You're very ta- you see you're talking over me. I'm trying to say I'm trying to compliment you. You're very talented in that regard, but you don't give people a chance to call in on some issues that really probably should be important to all of us. Now, Danny, if someone ha- if someone handed you a petition to take me and or Jeff off the air, would would you accept that petition? No, I wouldn't. I, it's up to Jim to do that. <laughs> It's not up to me. I wouldn't sign it, but it's up to him. If he has some reason to do that, that's, that's his decision. There is an alleged petition out there. I, I haven't seen it. In per- I haven't either, yeah. but I, I wouldn't sign it, no. Well, there you go. Well, that's commendable, Danny. I hope you do call the show. Now, again, for the record, you have said that before. No, but I like to call with a topic I think of as interest. And my, my whole purpose of calling, no matter what people think, how they measure me and what have you, the duff and the gun nut and all the rest of them, they, they misjudge me. I call to... You should be honored. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, 
to inform people and educate people the best I can. I, I agree. not agree with me? I understand that. I agree. That's my purpose. But but wait a minute. One, one thing is, if you heard me with the conversation with the gentleman after SG, I said that having you and uh, SG, or anyone else for that matter, on the other side of the political coin, makes for interesting radio. And if we all spoke in the same terms, we'd sound like the, the Yentas on The View. Uh, you know, no one wants that. <laughs> well, they, they, they got a role to play, too. Anyway, I think your time's up. Yeah, it's up. It's almost up. But thanks, Danny. See you tomorrow. All right, talk to you then. All right, Danny's going to stay with us, okay? Just for the record. Oh. Uh, hopefully, uh, Judge does it tonight. But remember, uh, Michael Kay and the others will not be in the booth tonight. So there's some controversy there. Apple TV's got tonight's game. And this was done months ago when they did these negotiations. No one knew it would come down to this. So go, uh, Yankees. Go, Aaron Judge. AM 1240, Debbie E10, Watertown. Makes us legal. And we'll see you tomorrow on a Friday show. CBS is next. On the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. Bermuda is bracing for Fiona. Bermuda's Minister of National Security